Kids Podcast, a podcast all about sharing ideas, tips, and strategies to help you develop as a kid min leader. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast. My name is Joy Hensley, and I am one of your co-hosts. And joining me today is, of course, our other co-host, Dr. Sean McKinley. Hey, Sean. Hello, Joy. It's good to be with you today. How are you? I'm great. It's been a while. It has been a while. We've had a busy summer for sure. Busy summer. But we have some exciting things that we want to talk about today on our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We've been talking. uh, We're actually preparing for the Institute of Children's Ministry. It's coming up in November. And with that, uh, a lot of times our minds turn toward sort of the vision and the future of children's ministry for the next year or so. And so we've got some big plans ahead and really excited for where God's leading us. Yeah. So really today is just going to be me asking Sean a lot of questions about what's coming for children's ministries and some some changes that you may hopefully notice you may not if you're like me and you're a little delayed sometimes, but we have some exciting things that we want to dig right in and talk about today. So, Sean, are you ready? Oh, as I just said <laughs> off the microphone, I was born ready. So <laughs> let's let's do this. So great. We're talking about some subtle changes coming to international children's ministries. And one of those is that soon we are going to rebrand. So let's talk briefly about what our current branding looks like, what it implies, and maybe the things that have been accomplished with the brand and our kind of like our logo and things that we have going for us now. Yeah, sure. Well, um, Children's Ministries has always felt like whatever the brand, the logo, the motto that we share should really reflect and speak to what we do as a ministry. And um my predecessor, Kathy, sort of led us in that direction, and we've continued with that for many years. Throughout the years, Children's Ministries has adjusted its vision statement, its mission statement, its motto, all of that. Um, for many years, we have been working under this umbrella of developing leaders, impacting kids, um, and that's been just sort of a, a great motto that's encapsulated what we do. We know that everything that we're doing in Children's Ministry ultimately does impact children, And that statement reflects that so well. Um, You know, I, when I came into this role over five years ago, uh, I I looked at that very brief sentence, that very brief statement, and I realized that it did accurately reflect what we do, but I really wanted to kind of flesh that vision out. And so we identified really three key things that we do in children's ministry. Um, We offer training for local church children's ministers. We provide relevant resources for local church ministry. And then number three, we kind of are working toward building a community all around the world that encourages and supports this ministry. And so uh, for five years, uh, we added that that vision and mission to developing leaders, impacting kids, those three areas of training, resources, and community. And that's what we've been operating under five years. I think it's done really well. It's helped us to sort of direct our resources and all of our initiatives. All right. So 
now we've been talking about these changes and, you know, a lot of people think if it's not broke, why are you fixing it? Why are you making this change? So first of all, what is this new change that we can expect people to see and hear about? And why though? Why is this change happening? All right, Joy. Well, I wish I had a drum roll sound effect for this big (laughs) announcement because you might need it because it's actually going to be a very subtle change. People who aren't paying attention may not even notice it. Um, But again, I was just really uh, praying the last six months or so about children's ministries and trying to lean in and hear what the Holy Spirit was speaking to us. And so for about 10 years, we've operated under this motto of developing leaders and impacting kids. It served us really well. But I have felt the need, um, really based on what I've heard from the Holy Spirit, to clarify how do we make that impact. And I think it brings us hopefully more into align biblically with what we're called to do. Um, And so our new motto moving forward is developing leaders, discipling kids. Um, I want to make sure we understand as a network of children's ministers that we're not here to teach behavior modification or the traditions of our of our movement or some other ideology. No, we're here to disciple kids. Um, and I think that it's important that we clarify that, you know, discipleship is biblical. Mm-hmm. We know in Matthew 28 that we are commanded to make disciples, and that is what we are to be about. And here at the International Office, our, our mission's altered just a little bit because of the position from which we serve. And we disciple kids from here by developing leaders who disciple kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's biblical. I think that brings us into alignment with Matthew 28. But also, you know, as we look at the example of Jesus, that's what Jesus did, right? He mm-hmm. brought along others. He ministered um, to that small group of men and early believers. Um, he, he took them everywhere with him. He taught them. He trained them. He invested in them. And that's what we want our children's ministry leaders to do, to um, do what Jesus did, um, bring those those youngest souls, those youngest disciples into relationship with him um, by modeling and teaching them discipleship. And so, um, you know, when, when we create disciples, we specifically in children, we are teaching them how to walk this life of faith, um, how to One of our goals for the coming year is to teach children how to communicate their faith to others. And in doing so, they multiply themselves. So it's a very subtle change, but to me, it is somewhat significant that we are clarifying ourselves. We develop leaders and we disciple kids in this ministry. Awesome. So this is a very hopeful vision, in my opinion. You know, there's a lot of anticipation and excitement that comes with it. I wanted to ask you, though, what is our hope moving forward with this shift? Like, what are we hopeful about seeing for the future for CGP Kids and for Church God of Prophecy? Well, again, looking at that motto that kind of directs what we do, I think we've done the very the first part very well of developing leaders. We have multiple strategies, and they're happening all around the world right now mm-hmm. at different places through what we call our learning pathway. People are learning how to become effective children's ministry leaders. But I think by adding focus to discipling kids, we're going to bring, again, that word focus and intentionality that we want to make sure that we are developing both training and resources um, that teach our children how to be like Jesus and how to walk in his ways. And we know it's all dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit working through us. 
And so, you know, I have adopted this. A, a lot of what's informing me uh, comes from the child discipleship uh, movement that's happening right now. Folks like Awana and some of the other publishers are really getting behind this and instructing us in this area of discipleship. And I kind of grabbed a hold of the vision of, of some of those leaders that we raised the greatest generation of disciples the church has ever seen. And I think that that's possible when I look at what God's doing. Um, in this generation, there is a hunger for God and, and a desire to know Him and to walk in His ways, despite all the challenges that are around us. And so I think there is the potential to raise the greatest generation of disciples. We just have to find where God's moving and partner with Him in that. Okay, so we've made child discipleship one of our many priorities here in International Children's Ministries. So I, I wanted to ask, though, does this mean that we are releasing other priorities or what's what's happening with the other priorities and goals that we have outside of child discipleship? Yeah. So um, again, going back to five years ago when I stepped into this role, um, I was really um, challenged at the time to come up with some priorities for each year, things that we wanted to see happen uh, in our ministry. And that, again, that word focus, it, it, it focused us um, right you know, shortly after I stepped into this role, the pandemic happened and um, a lot of things in our world kind of fell apart, but we didn't because we had priorities and we knew what we wanted to accomplish that year. And even though it looked a little different when we had to do things virtually and online, we still were able to press our priorities forward. So I don't necessarily see um, we're going to abandon the priorities again as the Holy Spirit speaks to us and directs us. Um, leadership development is always one of those priorities for us, and we're always looking for new ways and new methods and techniques to connect people with our training. Um, we, again, have a uh, what we call our progression, our training progression, operating in different parts of the world at different levels. Um, next month, we'll be talking about West Africa and what God's doing there, and they're, they're very advanced in that learning pathway and progression Um but there are other places that we kind of need to begin from scratch. So leadership development is happening all the time and will probably always be a priority for us. Um, and another burden of mine, which is was a priority for this year and will continue for at least the next year to come, is equipping children to share the gospel, um, training and developing them to be witnesses for, for Christ and to share their faith with the people around them. We have a lot of uh, wonderful partners who want to come alongside of us and to help us in this effort. And that really just kind of flows in with um, this new focus on discipleship as well. So no priorities won't go away. And and anyone who stays connected with us, you're going to hear about those priorities. Each, each year we do pray and ask God what the priorities for the coming year should be. And so um, we'll be releasing the 2024 priorities very soon. Mm-hmm. So a question with all of these priorities on the table, this is just a leadership question, I guess. How do you know that they're being covered and accomplished each year? Well, that can be a challenge for sure. Um, <laughs> but again, prayerfully, we kind of schedule our year and our initiatives around the priorities um, and the methods that we communicate those. Um, or see them accomplished vary depending on what those priorities are. Um, we had a couple of years ago a priority of uh, serving children in crisis. And so we felt the way we accomplished what we could do in that vein was through um, articles in our 
church publication as well as webinars. Um, so what we do, we kind of calendar the year based on the priorities and how we think we can achieve them. And um, I don't know how wise this is as a leader, but um, someone, I don't even remember who, um, had really challenged me that one of the ways to make sure you meet your goals is to go ahead and commit to them publicly. And so we kind of release calendars ahead of time of our webinars or um, you know, what, what's coming in our blogs or other, in other uh, ways. So sort of publicly committing to seeing uh, those resources that are developed or those tools that we want to put into people's hands, we kind of commit to those ahead of time. And then also accountability. I try to be big on accountability. I, of course, have supervisors here um, over our international children's ministries in the international offices, but I've brought along two groups to support the mission of children's ministries. One is our global advisory team. And that's, that's a group of around 15 people from different Mm -hmm. parts of the world. We gather twice a year and, and I am accountable to them. I give them a report of all my activities and what we've accomplished Um, in the area of child discipleship. We have uh, recently put together an advisory group again of people from around the world who are um, from their perspective and from their contacts uh, context, speaking into our strategy and what we hope to do in the coming year. Okay. So I'm going to bring up a question that we've actually been discussing a lot in the past few months, and we've asked many, many people in our meetings, just like you were talking about. And so the question is, where do we feel like the Church of God of Prophecy has succeeded in discipling kids? And where have we failed? So I want to just ask, would you share maybe some of the insights that maybe you've heard or realized um, in the past few months? Sure. Um, And I, you know, I always have to preface when it feels like some criticism is coming. I love this church that I'm a part of. I'm a fourth generation minister in the Church of God of Prophecy, and this is home to me. Um, But, you know, one of the things that uh, we started doing a couple years ago was surveying our people and getting information from the field in the United States and beyond. And this was one of the questions we started asking them. Um, a lot of times people don't want to be critical. And mm-hmm. so um, you find that they tend to uh, answer things with a with a positive slant until you kind of dig deep into one-on-one conversations with people. Um, but from my own perspective, and again, dialoguing with uh, people in different parts of the world, um, I think one of the things that our church has done well is fellowship and community, that aspect of discipleship. I think that comes from most most of our churches being small, and we kind of had in our DNA and heritage um, built in a lot of connection with churches being in regions and districts together and having various meetings throughout the year. So I think that's something we did really well in the past. I can remember as a child, we would go quite a bit to district rallies and conventions, to state conventions and conferences, and even our international assembly that was every year. Um, It just felt like a homecoming, even though you were, and it still does, even though you're with 10 to 12,000 people at the assembly, everybody really does feel like family. Um, So I think that's part of our DNA. Um, I do think that we... um, encourage people to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, It wasn't um, because in our history, we didn't want to focus on man-made creeds. Um, We really did um, teach teach kids and young people about having a 
you know, your relationship with Jesus is something personal that you have to nurture and mm-hmm. you have to pursue. And it's one of those things as you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Uh, and another thing I really I have to say, I think we've done well from a denominational, if I can use that term standpoint, is um, we have always had this desire to walk in the light of God's truth, mm-hmm. to be biblically accurate. Um, and that throughout time has caused us to have to change course um, or to correct teaching. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate about our our denomination is willingness to make changes where necessary. And then when you make those changes, you have to train almost retrain people to look at the Bible in, in a, in a new way. Um, I think in the question of where did we fail? uh, I think that a part of our history is a really a a focus on programs. And as I'm a part of the, the child discipleship discussion, and I kind of get out of sight of the church of God of prophecy, I'm finding that that's everywhere. People are really focused on programs as part of, part of discipleship, you know, not that these are bad, but Sunday school or, or, or Bible clubs, um, you know, memorizing scripture, all of these things, again, not bad in and of themselves, but when you depend on programs to develop disciples, sometimes you kind of edge out relationship, which we know is central and core to discipleship. Um, I also think uh, more recently in an effort to correct that focus on programs, sometimes we threw the baby out with the bathwater, as they sometimes say. Um, there were some things that were really good um, mm-hmm. in our history that we kind of abandoned. Um, and and with that, uh, we we lost some of the importance and focus on, you know, having Bible knowledge, um, being biblically literate. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you travel, at least in my experience, to many of our churches, things like Sunday school, we we have abandoned by and mm-hmm. large. And Sunday school does offer a, a good structure um, for for uh, at least growing in your Bible knowledge and understanding um, some of these basic aspects of discipleship. So, um, you know, try, trying to find, again, where is God moving? Are there things that he wants to resurrect in us mm-hmm. to help us on this journey or, or some of those questions we're asking? But, you know, I do have to say... Uh, when we did our study of particularly millennial parents in the Church of God of Prophecy, most of them said um, they had not really experienced relational discipleship in in the church growing up. And so they didn't know how to model that for their own children. Mm-hmm. And that's what they desire for their children to have, have um, relationship with other adults, with other children that that models that resilient, confident faith that we hope to see in them. Absolutely. Um, Well, Sean, while we're talking about vision and rebrand, I have another heavy question for you. Um, I'm curious to know what has been one struggle since taking your current position that you've had in maybe casting vision or convincing people to buy in to what you're, I guess, selling in the children's ministry world? (laughs) Uh, well, you know, my first reaction, going back to what I just said about the public at large in this previous question, is um, I really don't have a whole lot negative to say. Um, but I will maybe be a little raw here um, in answering this question, if that's okay. Um, I find two sets of people, to be honest with you, those who are like, yeah, let's go. I see the vision and I want to be a part of it. What mm-hmm. do I do next? 
Um, and then sadly, I'm always surprised as the international children's director, when people say to me, we just don't, we don't have children in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always challenged by that because if you look around your church in your community and neighborhoods, there are children there. Mm-hmm. So it's not that there's a lack of children around most of our churches. It's just, there's not a real effort, um, or they don't see a way of offering ministry to those kids. So that's always a challenge to me. Um, but you know, my approach has been, there are so many people saying we're ready, let's go. How do we do this? And so I'm like, just let's jump on the train and go guys, you know, um, let's pray and let's, um, let we work to resource and train those who, who really want to go to the next level in their children's ministry. There's always the challenge of resources, um, you know, um, but God has, I will have to say for five years, God's been faithful to supply, um, an abundant resource for this ministry to do things. I don't really know how we accomplish what we do um, on what we receive. I'm very thankful for the tithing members of the Church of God of Prophecy who give to our budget um, and those who also uh, contribute monthly or annually um, to our different campaigns. Um, But if you look at the work we do, there's no way we should be able to accomplish what we do and go to the places we go on the resources that we have. And the other challenge is this is a global movement. We have to serve the world here. So there are issues culturally, there are issues with language that do slow down our work. Um, but we're trying to be obedient and faithful and take every step forward that we can where possible. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm not trying to brag on children's ministries, but when we asked that question earlier to several people about what is one way that we've succeeded, um, an answer that kept being brought up was training and making having that so readily available for people, whether it be certification or webinars or just things online that we're trying to produce and get in people's hands. So that's yeah, and I have exciting. to say, Joy, you know, um, I don't sometimes when you're in a thing, you don't understand how good it is. OK, mm-hmm. and so. <laughs> Um, I don't think our people always understand how much is available to them at and now at no cost. Right. Um, many of our counterparts charge people to participate in things like certification, but we have two levels of certification available now at no charge for anybody who wants to grow mm-hmm. as a children's ministry leader. And that's, um, again, I, I have to say thanks to those tithe paying members of the church, because as you give, it makes what we do possible. Right. So, Sean, what are some exciting things that you're looking forward to coming and being developed with this this subtle, small change? And so with that, what can people expect or what can we be excited about coming? So most people, if you are connected with this ministry, you've heard that we were the recipients of a $1.12 million grant earlier this uh, summer from the Lilly Endowment. Um, And so those funds are kind of like rocket fuel to what we wanted to see accomplish. Um, And so we're going to be able to put this vision forward much quicker to um, a much higher degree. Um, So one of the things we've done this week, we're not ready to make a public announcement yet of who it is. But because of those funds, we've been able to hire a child discipleship and faith formation specialist Mm -hmm. who will focus entirely on how do we equip churches and families to develop and share their faith with the next generation. 
Um, so along with that, we see the development of brand new trainings. Um, we want to see new one-day intensives that we can offer to states, regions, or nations, as well as conferences and retreats specifically focused on equipping parents. Uh, one of my dreams is to see us develop resources specifically for grandparents, how to share their faith. And there's a whole movement behind that. Um, we also hope to see some home discipleship resources uh, to be developed that are available to to share with parents and families in, in the church and outside of the church. Uh, again, on how to uh, sort of set the table for their children um, to to discuss matters of faith in the home. Um, so a lot's coming again in those sort of those three categories that I described mm-hmm. earlier of training resources and community. Um, but you can expect just after the start of the year, some brand new resources and opportunities to grow in, the, in those particular areas of training and development. So keep your eyes open. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for those that are listening, this is our final question. If people are just curious and learning more about child child discipleship, maybe what are some resources or things that we can point them to? Well, I have to say, because most people listening are part of the Church of God of Prophecy, we, we are always very proud to talk about the value and spiritual life of children, which is the um, doctrinal uh, position and, and paper that was passed by the International Assembly concerning children. I think it's a great resource for every church leader to have in their hands and to study. It's a simple little read, but it goes through the biblical, the historical, and the practical ways that we can serve children um, and the access that that God gives them to be fully functioning parts of the body. And so if you've not checked that out, please go to the website and download download and access that. Um, again, I mentioned several times the child discipleship movement, which we are a part of. Uh, you can find out more and access some wonderful resources at childdiscipleship.com. They also have a podcast, the Child Discipleship Podcast as well. Um, And then just a couple of books that I thought I would mention. Um, Of course, I've talked often on the podcast about Resilient, uh, which again is put out by Awana, but it really does describe uh, a new way forward for child discipleship. Um, And another great book uh, that I have not talked about in a while is uh, Give Me Jesus by Ryan Frank. Um, It's all just about the the power of the gospel and how our ministries and everything we do with kids has to to be um, surrounded by the gospel message. It has to be based in it. So uh, Give Me Jesus by Ryan Frank. And then um, finally, another book is Children's Ministry in the Way of Jesus. Again, it's just, um, it's great at bringing focus to to our ministries on how to disciple children. um, And it, all of those books are very uh, easy to read, easy to understand. They're not academic textbooks, um, but they will bless your ministry, whether you're a children's pastor or a senior pastor, or even a parent. Um, I think it will equip you to know, how do I talk about matters of faith and how do I give attention to shaping the faith of this next generation? Awesome. Well, that is all of the questions that I have for you today, Sean. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Joy. And uh, thanks to everybody who's listening today. Um, We are on a journey in International Children's Ministries, and I have sensed in my spirit a new day is coming, and I think it's here. Um, And so we just want to invite you to jump on board with us. 
uh, in this effort, to, again, to raise the greatest generation of disciples the church has ever seen. And we're calling on everybody to be a part of this, not just children's ministers, but we want pastors and administrators and, and youth pastors and parents and grandparents. Uh, we can't do this alone. If we want to make an impact on this next generation, we've got to do it together. Um, so we're inviting you all, join us. Uh, be a part of what God's doing in this next generation in the Church of God of Prophecy. Amen. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And we look forward for our next podcast coming soon. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org children.